It's the pop in my pussy. The severity. I'm a phenomenal nigga. Phenomenally. How are you, saints? Today we have a special guest with us in the studio. Uh, Maya Angelou has uh, used some technology from Black Mirror. Mm -hmm. And we have her ass right here. How are you, niggas? (laughs) Uh, I've come down... uh, from seeing Whitney and she said that y'all have yet to make her proud so um, do better and with that I'm out I'm on my way to heaven and I'm certainly enjoying the trip Bless Maya. Bless Maya. Oh yeah, Maya just told me Jesus is black. In case y'all were wondering, so. But who had any questions about that? (laughs) (laughs) Let's list them. Welcome to worship. Welcome to worship. Welcome to worship. Welcome to worship. We is back, niggas. And we is black, niggas. Oh, thank ya. Oh, glory. Been gone for a minute, but we're back with the praise off. Thank ya. I'm back with the jump off. Fuck what you thought. Oh, God. I'm so glad to be back. Year of our Lord, the 2018. My God, God we made it. Mm. Whoa, never, never should have made it. Never. <laughs> Whoa. I, I got a praise. I got a praise and I got to get it out. I got a praise. I got a praise. I got a praise and I got to get it out. I got a praise. Hey, hey, hey. Bye. <laughs> church oh amen welcome to motherfucking worship podcast in 2018 bitch should have made it no i shouldn't have um so worship um thank you i'm glad you caught a cue bitch uh because i was about to go into worship amen so worship podcast um is a podcast where two fat black queer churchy niggas come together once a week we try bitch (laughs) we come together and discuss how we are navigating um all of the different parts it takes um to truly do the work of healing ourselves um and that takes a lot oftentimes because we exist at many intersections that are contradictory sometimes that um, are just really challenging to navigate. So mm-hmm. that's what this um, I was about to say. That's what this worship is. <laughs> Look, let it be. So <laughs> be it. Be 
that's what this podcast is. So welcome to our first episode of 2018. Yes, God. Uh, we are always uh, welcoming and, and needing, yes. okay, uh, your praise reports. Yes. Your prayer requests. Yes. Please send them bitches to worship podcast at gmail.com. Yes. And that's spelled W R S H P P O D Cat. <laughs> God damn it! <laughs> I don't know why I'm getting hung up on this. <laughs> w R S H P P O D C A S T at gmail.com. It Send is us your shit. Literally the title, y'all. The title right of the podcast is right there. At the, the title at gmail.com. Oh my god. You can also find us at on Instagram, mm-hmm. Twitter, maybe. Yeah. 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 We don't tweet much, but no, we're, but we're we getting out to there. It. We out we're there, nigga. Yeah. Um and you can hashtag us on Facebook. <laughs> Worship Pot. <laughs> you can hashtag us on Facebook. I don't know what the internet is. Twitter and Instagram. <laughs> oh my god. <laughs> At worship W R S H P P O D, all one word. Oh my god! I'm so sorry. Y'all. I actually okay. don't know how the internet works. I've never heard of the internet. Never been there. Never saw that. Don't oh know those. So <laughs> now that we've gotten that bullshit out of the way, yes. But for real, send us your prayer requests and yes. your praise reports, please, y'all. Please. What the fuck? Right. Y'all's fake saved waiting. ass niggas. Right. Uh, we know God has done something for Why you. you nasty, filthy niggas? <laughs> <laughs> Tell us about it, please. Yes, please. Por favor. Because right, so don't look. Get in early. Because after a while, we ain't going to answer shit. That's right. That's right. Once this shit popping, oh. we ain't going to answer shit y'all niggas saying. And it's about to get popping, bitch. It's about to. I just got an email from Brother Love yesterday. <laughs> Formerly known as Diddy, formerly known as Puff Daddy, formerly known as that he nigga. Diddy Pop? I don't. Whatever. Diddy, Diddy Pop. Yeah. So I mean, catch us, catch us before catch we us get while you can. Bitch. Yes, God. <laughs> oh my God! All right, nigga. So oh. how is your last nigga? Like been? <laughs> what is it? Um, I was gonna say three weeks, but a month sounds sure, more accurate. Sure, a month sounds better. Yeah, um, it's been it's been good. Um, I turned twenty eight on yes! January second. Yes, yes. Um, Capricorn season, glory, um, glory. Um, moving. I on. have no thoughts or feelings. Thank you. Oh. Thank you. <laughs> I'm indifferent to y'all niggas. <laughs> <laughs> um, yeah, so I turned twenty eight. Um, I this being twenty eight is. <laughs> It's like I'm ten years out of high school this year. Um, apparently, niggas are trying to throw reunions that I'm not trying to go to. My God, niggas keep because I was the class president really? in high school. Niggas keep <laughs> contacting me. That's all my life has been for the last twelve months, nigga. Is niggas contacting oh me like, bitch? What are we doing, bitch? What are we doing? Well, you we know, um, we had a five year class reunion at like a bar one time. Um, it was like an impromptu. Mikael did that, didn't? Yeah, he, he did. Yeah. That was cute. That was real cute. Um, but this tenure thing being an official thing, I'm not sure about. I don't do official. That's just not my thing. So, yeah. Um, but yeah, just thinking about the fact that I'm ten years out of high school. Yo, time be flying, my, oh my nigga. Oh shit. Um, yeah. 
Um, so being 28 and then also finally being in a place where I feel somewhat stable. Mm. God, if you would have told my 18-year-old self, nigga, it's about to take 10 years for you to get somewhat Ten. stable. I would have been like, Ten. Y'all, yesterday liar. we were talking about how wild it was that when our parents were our oh, age, God. they had whole-ass nigga children. My dad at 28 had three children. That's wild. Three. I have no business none. with a child. I have God. none. Being honest, my kids would be dead. I'm not like, I would forget them places. <laughs> I'm gonna be honest. Like I take, like I take care of my nieces and my nephews before, but being responsible for these niggas all the full time, time, full time. Oh God, I would have forgot them in the supermarket. I would forgot. I would have just in came the home. In the bathroom. I would have came the grocery store. Right. I would have came home and laid in bed and be like, "Fuck them niggas at daycare." <laughs> Yo, shit. I'm being so honest. Just yes. forget everything. That but yeah, be wild. Like, I have no business. Yeah. No. So being 28. Realizing all these things that a quote unquote adults should be doing, I'm doing almost none of that. None. <laughs> and um but I'm just glad that I feel somewhat stable, like my mm-hmm. life is moving toward the general direction I wanted to go, mm-hmm. even though I'm kinda confused about things, but yeah. it's still moving that direction. Yes. Um I have been cutting niggas. Cut these niggas off. Just but not like like on purpose it's just me just been kind of like just leaving shit alone um just because i'm like nigga i'm two years away from 30 and um yeah i'm just i think i'm finally feeling adultish with this um so grownish grownish some may say some some may say that yeah this is a wild time in my life but it's also um I'm optimistic, finally. Mm. Um, and it's also wild just thinking about the fact that when I was, um, you know, 10 years ago, when I was 18, I was graduating high school, I didn't picture myself after 21. Didn't even think, you know, right. didn't even know if I'd be alive. Right. <laughs> like, you know what I mean? Th- th- that was a time before I came out, before mm-hmm. I even thought of a world where I could navigate um, successfully, like, while being queer yeah like i had whew, so many times i was like nigga there's no way i'm yeah. gonna be alive at this age there's Absolutely none no chance. so i so i really that's i think that's part of why um i'm only kind of getting um acclimated to being a an adult and feeling somewhat responsible at 28 mm-hmm. because after i got over a certain age and was like oh wow so i'm actually alive and i gotta keep myself alive for a little while and I can be alive. Right. Um, that's when I was like, okay, well I should probably um prepare for my future. Yeah. Because otherwise I was just like, it's not there is no future. So yeah. what is there to prepare for? Yeah. So um yeah, being twenty eight this last month has been a lot of revelations. So I'm I'm grateful though. Grateful, grateful. Uh, <sighs> yes. And I can so relate to that feeling of like bitch I I have no plan for this shit. No. And like no. I feel like for for the greater part of my life the plan for me has been um let me be as respectable as possible mm. and figure out how I can still talk my shit. <laughs> you know? And that has been how I've navigated life for a long time and mm-hmm. I think um 
I finally like granted myself the opportunity to not navigate as respectably or be Mm -hmm. able to excavate the ways in which I'm navigating in like hyper respectability Mm -hmm. by quitting my job. Mm -hmm. Um, And, and that is true on many different levels. Mm -hmm. Um, One, because I was working um, at a school where the president was a the president. My God, <laughs> it is okay. My God, right. the principal was a family of the friend. Mm-hmm. So like uh, working under someone who knows what do you mean? Oh, friend. <laughs> Fam- did I say family of the friend? Yes, it is okay, y'all. Amen. We're here though. For me, we are here, and I will pray for you. <laughs> Oh my god. Y'all, I ate some ramen earlier with some hot chili oil. Oh like like tablespoons and tablespoons and ta- like cups. <laughs> like probably a full measuring cup and a half of hot chili oil. And I finished that bitch and I felt high, y'all. Like I dead ass felt high. Don't ask me how I know what high feels like. Okay? Cuz the Lord has taken me places. <laughs> But I'm just all over the place. So, anyway, um, that feeling of, like, I need to make sure that I am not acting outside of what this person, who this person knows me to be Mm. through my family. And, like, what does it mean if they, like, go to my family and tell them the radical Uh things that I'm doing. Um, But when in all reality, like, all my family is my friends on Facebook and they Mm. know this this crazy shit I be talking about anyway. So it's just like weird, weird boundaries that I was putting up for myself. So definitely, oh, the the idea of like, okay, bitch, I had no plan, but like now I see like my life is in my hands and like, what the fuck does this mean? And I'm the only one who who lives with the consequences of the rewards of my actions and all that shit. So yes, yes, yes. Okay, well, that's been an episode. Uh, Good. (laughs) But uh, it's been great. Just one, like, just kind of building off of that. Like, yeah. when I say that I didn't plan to be alive, um, or, like, I didn't even think I would be, it was it was two-sided. I thought I would either be physically gone, dead, yeah. but yeah. also, or I would be spiritually and mentally dead. Yeah. I would still be walking You'd around. Be a straight nigga. Straight air quotes around There that. we go. Living this life that other niggas told me I should live. Yeah. And just, like, being a bystander, watching Social myself death. navigate, yeah. and just being like, okay, well, yeah. I'm this here is, yeah. until I'm not. Yeah, pretty much, yeah. So, yeah. So real. Um, yeah. And mm. just, I would love to talk more about, like, the not knowing you're allowed to be as a young queer person, as a young queer black person, yeah. not knowing that you are allowed to exist, that you can exist. Um, because we didn't know what that looked like. Mm-mm. Yeah, we had no idea what that could look like. No. Oh. We and, and we have so many folks who like were clearly what we could look like. Yes, were clearly our models, yes. but they could not be yes. who they knew Absolutely. themselves to be either. So many, so many choir teachers in middle My school. God. God, they were the goats. I was thinking honest. more of the Luthers and the. Oh, okay. Every, but yes, definitely also our them. Choir teachers. But like on a personal level, yes. like realizing later yes. that our choir teachers mm-hmm. and other teachers were queer, but they just kind of, it, you know, mm-hmm. they they didn't Muted want to shake the table. Quote yeah. Unquote. yeah. So yeah. Mm. So true. Um. So my little time 
away from worship um, <laughs> has been filled with some pretty good dates. I have not... Yeah, good dates. I went on a date. So New Year's... For New Year's Eve, I went up to New York, stayed with my friend Dustin, who I hadn't actually seen in the flesh in maybe since I graduated college. So... Mm. Five, six years. Um, That's Preacher Bay, right? Preacher Bay. (laughs) (laughs) I can't. Preacher Bay. Yes, that nigga is a preacher. Though I refer to him as Deacon. Um, So, um, stayed with him. Had an amazing time. Went on a date with my first New York ass nigga. Mm. She, uh... Was New York as fuck? <gasps> yes, just yes. like dead ass B. Like did she wear Tim's? Jordan? She did not wear Tim. Okay. She wore Jordans okay. though. Um, Second best. All right. Hilarious, just like really like chill, but also very hilarious. Just great. Mm-hmm. Um, and I also went on a date last week. Well, that was New Year's, but last week I went on a date that was cute too. Um, we talked about BDSM for 75% of the date, so that was cute. Um, and I've just been having some amazing sex, um, with, uh, Alternative Storage Lifestyle Bay, and it has been lit as fuck, yo. It all started Christmas Eve. I went up to that bitch house. What a time. And... We fucked the walls off for 14 hours on and off. When she told me that, I was like, (laughs) I was upset. I was like, 14 14 black ass American hours of fucking. (laughs) Nigga, I was was sore for an entire week. (laughs) Shit was lit as fuck. Oh my God. Oh my God. God. It was so blessed. So we can talk more about that later. But, um, and by we, I mean me and anybody who's listening right now, um, (laughs) we can all have a a collective conversation because Dre and I have already had this conversation. (laughs) So yeah, we've been fucking ever since. Um, and that first time, after that first time we fucked, oh, (laughs) so after so christmas eve um we fucked and then of course christmas Mm -hmm. do you know that this nigga the monday after christmas had to go to work and was like but just give me your uh front door passcode and i'll be there at some point tonight, this nigga arrived in my home at 3 a.m. and was like, okay. all right, okay. let's go. Let us get into it. <laughs> okay. It was lit. So anyway, um, <laughs> that has been super fun. Fucking with someone who, like, is super enthusiastic and super responsive and adaptive. What does that look like, God? Oh, my God. Oh. <sighs> uh, I pray that everyone has an opportunity to experience such fucking in their lifetime. Amen. My God. So that's how I've been doing since um, since we last recorded. I made a vision board. Um, 
and it has sex on it three times. It's in my bathroom because okay. uh, someone there said it needs to be somewhere that you will always see it. Okay. Bitch, I'm always in my bathroom, okay? <laughs> um, so, yeah, I'm, I'm really trying to take to heart the vision that I have for 2018 for myself. And, uh, yeah, I'm excited about it. Sounds good. I need to make one of those hoes. Yeah, you should. Oh, sounds good. Amen. Homer dick! All right, we're back. Are we? We are, nigga. Okay. Sure. <laughs> Let's do this shit. <laughs> what y'all don't see behind the scenes is that we just took a whole ass nigga break. Yeah. <laughs> from about, recording. It's been about three hours. Man. It's been 84 years. <laughs> All right, our next section is Raw and Honest. Um, this is our first section, bitch. <laughs> I ain't no next. My God. You know why? Because the, the introduction was like a whole section itself. So, yeah. But, amen. Um, our first segment is Raw and Honest. Thank you, Lord. Um, it is a section <laughs> where we just share um, some things or events that may have happened to us during the week that uh, showed us that we ain't shit. Or, you know, something that we need to work on or improve on or whatever. Yes. And, um, yeah, so do you want to start? Sure. Amen. Um, so this week I have three things because we have not been here for a while and a bitch has been raw and honest as fuck, okay? Um, so the first one is me realizing um, that I really don't have much practice in... <sighs> telling my um challenging um personal truths um as i'm learning them Mm -hmm. um so like communicating them in the moment Mm -hmm. uh is really really challenging which i'm sure is true for anyone most folks um but up until maybe a week ago um when i got called on my shit um I was under this impression that I'm just this very like open and honest and like um, transparent person, which is true to a point. Mm-hmm. Like I am very uh, open and honest um, and able to communicate um, that honestly, that honesty clearly um, regarding hard truths that I've already grappled with. Mm-hmm. Um And that I can talk about from, you know, an arm's length Mm -hmm. of, like, the struggle and challenge that it took for me to, like, uh, reconcile those things with myself. Also, keyword with myself, Mm -hmm. or key key part of that is with myself, because often um, when I'm learning those hard truths, it is because... Or it, it is a process that I'm going through by myself. Mm-hmm. It is either because, like, someone else was just like, bitch, I don't have time, energy, whatever to expend <laughs> on you figuring out your bullshit. Or it's because I realize something is wrong. Very, very few times, y'all, mm-hmm. do I have my own rel- <laughs> revelations that lead. Oh, <laughs> my God. Um, but... 
it's something that I'm like, oh, I need to be introspective. I need to reflect. I need to figure this out. And I figure it out. And then I'm able to share that. Very few times is it someone else needing honesty from me mm-hmm. and me realizing oh bitch you have not been honesty with yourself mm-hmm. therefore you the first time that you will be honest with yourself will be in the presence of someone else and that shit is trifling it's a trifling ass experience it's hard as fuck it um it's like fucking s- scratching your nails on a chalkboard uh. Yeah. Um, it is just the worst, but it is so, so, so rewarding mm-hmm. um, to know that you actually are capable of of sharing those hard truths in the moment as they're happening. Um, it's just very real work. Mm-hmm. Um, yeah. So that was my first one. Okay. So my second raw and honest um, has to do with trusting. Um, other people's agency. Um, so I was having a conversation with uh, Alternative Storage Lifestyle Bay. Um, and that's a whole ass story in and of itself. Like, she was like, like, we were having this conversation and she was like, well, you know, we have this whole storyline of ASL and blah, blah, blah. <laughs> and um, she was like, I, if you noticed, I didn't initially have the, the bag on. And I was like, yeah, I, I know I noticed. I saw the arrival of the bag. And she was like, you know, I just felt comfortable enough to wear that around you. And I was just like, okay. But when she said it, it was in the context of her talking about she's not a, like, talking about how she is not a materialistic person, which mm-hmm. was a read on me because I am <laughs> hyper materialistic in the, much in the vein of like uh, appearances, you mm-hmm. know? Mm-hmm. Um, so that was a whole ass read that she had of me. But anyway, <laughs> so we were talking and um, I was telling her how that, you know, when we first started talking, uh, it was a little bit, it was scary for me to tell someone like, I, what I am sure about is that I am not sure how I feel about you. Um, And for this person, for the other person to say, I am sure about how I feel about you. um, And that being the dynamic. Hmm. Um, I felt, I feel like when I articulate that to you like I don't know how I feel about you whatever whatever there should be a response Mm -hmm. of like okay let me pull back Mm -hmm. let me see what happens let me ride this wave let's you know feel it out or no this is not for me I need somebody who's sure about whatever um but neither of those were her response Mm -hmm. um and for me that indicated that she was not moving in her agency. Mm -hmm. Um, You know, I gave you this opportunity to be clear about what I was feeling. um, And you continued to, like, pursue me as, as, um, I don't want to say tenaciously, but as, just as you were. Mm -hmm. Um, And 
her so we again this is us talking about this because this was a while ago this mm-hmm. was back when we first started talking um she was just telling me like um I'm trying to find <laughs> So she was telling me um, that it's not my responsibility to navigate her feelings or help her to navigate her feelings Mm -hmm. um, just as much as it it is not her job to to help me navigate mine or figure out mine or like align hers with mine, Mm -hmm. Um, you know, that our roles are to figure out if what is happening is working for Mm -hmm. us um, and checking in to make sure that it's working for both of us. Mm -hmm. Um, And I think for so long, I, and this is like for many people in my life, not just folks that I'm romantically engaging with, but like friends and Mm -hmm. all of that, because I am not moving in my own agency Mm -hmm. much of the time, I often do not give other people the benefit of the doubt of they are moving in their agency. I often just assume like, like me, other people are, um, know that they have agency theoretically, but when it comes time for them to enact it, they take a beeline and concede to whatever is already happening as opposed to say checking in with themselves and saying okay is this something that i want to do is this something that um you know aligns with what i am trying to do right now um and then makes their decision as opposed to just saying okay i'm not gonna die because of this thing and just concede to it Uh because that's actually not a life that anybody should be living but Honestly, that is a life that I live a lot of the time. (laughs) Okay, just to be honest. So that was a really, really important um, realization for me of like, I need to stop taking other folks agency from them um, Mm. by like feeling like I'm protecting them by making decisions on their behalf. In this case, it was like me pulling back and like, in weird ways that like had no logical basis Mm -hmm. it was just like i feel like you're all in and i can't say that i am Mm -hmm. um so i need to pull back Mm -hmm. um and that also like sort of aligns with the um telling hard truths bit Uh um yeah there's just like a whole ass anyway so yeah that's that's my second little raw and honest amen amen glory be amen amen um so the raw nines for for me this week um two things they kind of bleed into each other um but the first one is this kind of well it's not this kind of it's this so the first one getting clear is um me kind of settling in complacency uh letting things slide and be all right when they're really not just like i had a conversation with my mom uh on saturday i went to a funeral and Mm. we had brought up it, it kind of brought up 
just uh, the situation with my father dying, like it was, it's going to be three years this year, um, and how his kids, um, me, my brother, my sister, were treated by his family. Um, just, you know, we were left out of the planning. We were left out of everything regarding the funeral. Um, we were left out the burial plot. We were left out everything. We didn't know anything until the day of the funeral. Um, didn't know where we were going. Didn't know who, what church was at. Didn't know, um, the burial site. Didn't know anything until the day of. Um, actually she told us the day of that we should speak at the funeral. Mm -hmm. Which uh, pissed me off. Whatever. Wow. Uh, what, she being his mother told mm. us. Um, and the way they treated my mother. And all these things. And I told her that. Like we. Because she was explaining. It, it was a two. It was a thing where she was explaining to me. How she was when she was younger. And how mm. she was. What she called like um, a spitfire. Mm-hmm. Um, just like. She told me how she was seven months pregnant and beat up some lady and her mama because they were... This is your father's mother? No, my mother. Oh, okay. Yeah, I was having this conversation with my mother in the car, Mm -hmm. um, and she was telling me how she, you know, she used to beat up... She beat up this one woman when she was pregnant. Oh, God. Um, She was like 15 at the time. That's it. That's it. My Christian mama. But at the time, you know, she didn't know Christ like that. But she was... um, In that way. (laughs) She was beating up... She beat up this lady and her mama when she was seven to eight months pregnant, dragged her out of the house. Oh, my God. That's some New York, Caribbean shit. Absolutely. My mom... um, Like, there's this guy who cut her off, and she chased him down, and... Got out the car. Did she kill that nigga? She she took her gun out of her purse and just it was like tapped the window and said, Don't do that shit again <laughs> and drove off. Like my mama used to be my God. A, a wild a lady. Ass she chick. say it, yes. <laughs> she used to be that girl. That girl. Wow. Um But it was like her explaining that and then me kind of like here, uh, experiencing this thing, this kind of complacency and letting the slide of like, you know, like recent events. Mm. Mm. And I said, um, huh. yo, like, I'm gonna just change my last name to slide because I let shit slide. I told I was like, yo, we just wow. be letting shit slide. Yeah. And, um, and I think with the, with my mom taking Christianity on more seriously mm. and kind of imparting that to me, you know, I was young when we started going to church more seriously. Um, I've adopted this thing of, you know, vengeance is mine, mm-hmm. saith the Lord. Um, you know, he'll, he'll, uh, he'll pay you back for all the wrongs done for you, yeah. uh, to you. Um, <laughs> and I've bought into it so much that it's mm-hmm. kind of, um, it's bred this this thing where I just let shit happen. Yeah. Um, instead of taking active roles in preventing shit, and I think, um, one, I do believe in karma. I think karma is a real thing. I've seen it play out, but um, I also do believe that there, you know, we are given the power 
to correct a lot of things mm-hmm. or to not allow a lot of things to happen yeah. that we kind of put on karma or put on God to fix when mm-hmm. it's like, no, you can, yeah, you can, option. you can, yeah, you have, you have the option. You can correct that right now yeah. and not let it go any further. And I realized, and I'm still realizing that's still a part of what I'm struggling with. Um, just letting things slide, just letting yeah. things just be like, okay, well, okay, you know, um, you know, God will get him or, you know, which, which treating God as this like personal hitman is just Nigga. something else. <laughs> like that's a whole wow. other conversation, um, that needs to be had. But like, I have the ability that ju- it's very uncomfortable yeah. at a lot of times, but I have the ability to address something when it happens, let it go no further. Um, like, what is that quote by Zora Neale Horson? If, like, do you remember? Is it Zora? Um, like, if you're... Of your silent... Silent, about yeah. About your pain, pop, they'll kill you and until say you, you enjoyed, enjoyed it. it. Yeah. I was just thinking on that. I was like, yo, I'm letting niggas kill me and just being like... You know, yeah. and they, they have... You know, and they're fine. Yeah. You know what I mean? And I'm not screaming, like, stop doing that shit. Right. And I realized that I need to be more vocal about... Yes. Hmm. saying that's not okay um absolutely and that kind of bled into this whole other thing me realizing that so i i'm i'm completely aware that we're in a white supremacist world and there are limits um to certain things that we can do to an extent Hmm. but i i realized that especially recently within the last few years um like the the like how outright and disgusting white supremacy has, has been like in my face it's really been kind of um making me feel completely helpless Mm. um and making me feel like yeah it's making me feel completely helpless to the point where i feel like i can't do anything nothing is worth fighting for Mm -hmm. and like (laughs) i'll be laying on my bed sometimes being like nigga like what's the purpose but i'm also i think (sighs) i'm realizing more that i I can't just sit down yeah. and just like let that shit happen because absolutely not. Like it's just and it it sucks because it's like you weigh your options and it's like this is so real that whiteness is killing niggas like every day and doing awful things to our mental health, right. but I can't just lay back and let them kill me. Right. Um right. Yeah, it's just this whole thing about being complacent in my personal life and then the broader spectrum of white supremacy and this effects on me. I and I'm realizing that I I need to operate in the full power that I do have. Yeah. Instead of like letting all of these things make me feel like I have none. Oh my god. <sighs> and I think for me the the so I'm in a constant state of like, I know that everything, everything is intertwined and everything is anti-black. Mm-hmm. Literally everything. Yeah. Everything. Yeah. Like we could say like policing is anti-black. Yes, it is. Mm-hmm. But like also everything under the umbrella of like policing that makes it the well-oiled machine that it is is also anti-black and those things also have roots in other institutions Mm -hmm. and like 
like just thinking about so a few maybe last week this video of um the woman the i think they said that she was homeless um the homeless woman being dumped out of the hospital right um so like it's it's terrifying and sad and horrific that this hospital is dumping um poor folks or just mm-hmm. folks any any folks yeah. out of a hospital yeah. to fend for themselves especially when they're not they have no capacity to do anything for themselves yeah. but like also the trauma of being the black folks who had to do that who mm-hmm. had to take yeah. her out and dump her yeah because they have to pay bills yeah. to make sure that their family doesn't get kicked out of like their apartment or their yeah. place or whatever like and knowing that all of these things keep this anti-black world mm-hmm. um, running as the well-oiled machine that it is, and yeah. it's inescapable. Um, I think just recently I have um, decided that, like, sort of what you're saying of, like, yes, everything is anti-black, and, like, I have a whole ass life to live until I don't, mm-hmm. and, like, I have to do something with it. Yeah. Um, and I think for me, a lot of that, um, a lot of the not doing anything was like a paralysis of analysis thing of like, but if I do this thing, mm-hmm. it's looped into capitalism and yeah. capitalism doesn't help black people in every, any shape, way, shape or form. And like, if I do this thing, it's buying into neoliberalism yeah. and I am not doing anything radical, but it's like, the thing is like. You just have to do something. Yeah. Um, and I, I think I've, I've finally arrived at that point, and it's so, re- like, relieving uh-huh. um, to, to know that, like, even if it doesn't impact anything, even if the work that you do doesn't impact, and I air quotes around that, because, like, any work that you do that's, that's founded in love and... Um, love and healing and wholeness Mm -hmm. is going to have an impact of some kind Mm -hmm. it may not have your intended impact but it will have inevitably have impact um you still will have not laid down and died Mm -hmm. um you know due to feeling hopeless yeah so i I think that that's awesome i think that's awesome and (sighs) anti-blackness is a whole ass thing and like i was watching this uh this lecture by this uh, professor, his name is uh, F- Dr. Frank Wilderson, mm-hmm. and he was just talking about anti-blackness in the U.S. And, um, oh, here's this quote right here. He said, so I, I typed what he said. So he said, we have to dig deeper to see how the very bedrock of the structure, the very paradigm of electoral politics is predicated on the sexualized violence, violence against black people. Um, and this, this is like, you have to have context for what he's saying for this part, but it, he goes on to say something that's more generally understandable mm-hmm. without the context of the whole lecture. Sexualized violence, violence against black people is electoral politics condition of possibility. So that's what makes it possible. Anti-black violence is the genome of electoral politics. In short, anti-black violence is the generic is the genetic material of this organism called the United States of America. The U.S. government could not become a democracy for people of color who are not black if it rid itself of the central ingredient, 
which overdetermines its condition conditional possibility. That is to say, in the United States, if you sorry, that is to say, if the United States were to somehow not be anti-black, then we would no longer have a country. Mm. It would cease to exist. So that's just real as fuck. And I wow. encourage y'all to watch that lecture by Dr. Frank Wilderson. Um, I think the third or second. Because um, I was, I woke up like two or three days ago just like, wow, I feel like I am an Afro-pessimist today. And I really didn't understand what that meant. And I still don't. <laughs> and I like, I, I was trying to figure out what that meant. Um, and I found this lecture about Afro-pessimism. And I actually haven't finished it yet, but, um, yeah. Mm. Yeah. Church affirmation, church affirmation, church affirmation, yeah. (laughs) So, it's time for church affirmations. And, um, this is a section where we, um, typically we pull a scripture directly from the good book, okay? Um, and... We talk about how um, it is an affirmation for niggas like us, black, queer, churchy ass niggas. Um, Today, because it is MLK Day of Service, um, we got a quote from the nigga, the God himself, Coretta's King. Why don't more niggas refer to MLK as Coretta's King? What? Also, I don't want to hear that shit ever come out of any of y'all niggas' mouth. Please. But, like, why y'all whole tap ass niggas ain't saying that shit so I can be mad at y'all? It really needs to be a thing. Wow, Coretta's king. Wow, you niggas standing in Harlem on the, uh, on, <laughs> the, the on the corner. With your, with your robes <laughs> You don't need to say that. Oh, God. But, yes, um, today word. is that day. So, we are going to share one from him. Yes. I have no idea where this comes yeah, from. Yeah, it pops really, didn't it? It was severe. <laughs> My God, I have no idea where this quote came from, but uh... <laughs> this just is not even MLK. <laughs> this is some shit that Mark Zuckerberg said last week. Oh y'all. God, please read me if it's not. Oh but, um, My it's, God. Yeah. Anyway, so it goes. <laughs> God, I don't even know if I should read this anymore. Read it now, nigga. We here now. This this nigga was excited about this quote, y'all. He was like, bitch, I got a quote from MLK the God. And I'm like, yeah, let's do it. This nigga don't know. What's the timestamp on that bitch? There is none. None. There is none. So MLK said this in 2015. It is a copy and paste. My God. Um, All right. Is it one of the memes that's been through 50 different filters? No, it's no meme. (laughs) It is a quote that that somebody wrote on Notepad and pasted into a WordPress. Oh, my God. So it goes, when our days become dreary with low hovering clouds of despair, and when our nights become darker than a thousand midnights, let us remember that there is a creative force in the universe, in this universe working to pull down the gigantic mountains of evil, a power that is able to make a way out of no way and transform dark yesterdays into bright tomorrows. Um, that is apparently from MLK. <laughs> Amen. Bless but God. Um, with that being said, Janae does have an actual Bible verse. Talk about that thing, Deacon. Um, that's going to be, oh, for, oh, this, oh, okay. So this quote that, um, is apparently MLK, 
Um, <laughs> Jesus, oh help God. me. Um, <clears throat> but, okay, so I just Googled. It seems like a lot of people said that's his quote, so I'm going to go with that. Um, yes, so, to me, like, for one, I know um, MLK Jr. was a Christian preacher. Um, so, this quote seemed a bit more universal. It seemed like he was talking to people that were Christian, of course, but didn't leave out people who may have not identified as, as Christian. He just talked about a non-specific um, universal force mm -hmm. that, you know, just has dominion over you if you're in the universe, which all of us are. Mm -hmm. um, so it wasn't specifically a Christian God, a Jesus, anything like that. It was just there is a good force in this universe that is working on our behalf to spread as much good as possible. And I like that quote um, because, for one, I was talking about this despair thing. Um, but, you know, it, 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 it helps personally just to have faith that with all this bullshit going on, that there's, like, something working on your behalf. Like, nigga, I got you. Mm. Like, this shit doesn't look like anything right now. Right. But all these different pieces are going to line up in the line. And when you see it as a whole picture, you're going to be like, oh, okay. I, I see get you, it my now. nigga. Right. You slick. <laughs> <laughs> but I see it. I see it now. So, yeah, that's it's just having faith that <sighs> as much bullshit as this world throws at you, eventually it's all going to make sense. Mm -hmm. We're just too close to it to see it right now so yeah. yeah well thank you Deacon amen amen um and because I'm a nigga who has no relationship with the bible um it has taken me what episode are we on eight nine around 35? yeah um, it has taken me 35 in entire episodes to find a scripture to share um this nigga had a scripture before but so amen. One time, y'all. <laughs> One time out of 75 episodes, I've had two scriptures that I've pulled. So, um, today, uh, if you would turn with me in your Bibles to Proverbs. <clears throat> I do not need assistance with my hooping, nigga. Do niggas call it hooping in your experience? Um, they have when they're criticizing it. Yo, that's real as fuck, yo. If niggas had, like, a regular nigga dictionary and then a shady nigga dictionary with all the same, like, here is what we call this thing when we're just calling about it, talking about it, like, neutrally. Here's how what we talk, how, here's how we refer to it when we're being shady. Because it's a real that thing. That shit would be lit as fuck. Yes. Oh, yes. my God. Wow. Somebody create that. Please. Um, okay, so I can hoop by my goddamn self. Amen. Use it. Use your agency. Okay. You have it. Um, so Proverbs ten eleven says <laughs> The mouth of the righteous is a fountain of life, but the mouth of the wicked conceals violence. So for me this really just 
brings to light that like nigga neutral does not exist Mm -mm. like you are either righteous or you are fucking wicked Mm. one or the other and when you were talking earlier about changing your name to slide nigga when you were like um you know your need to say that is not okay Mm -hmm. that's as simple that's a, a very simple way though it is not an actual simple thing to mm. do it is the simplest yeah. form of pushing against this wickedness of like normalizing a culture of like oppression and like calling african countries shitholes and like all of these things when you simply say that is not okay mm-hmm. in the moment yeah. at the thing at yeah. the person um and I really hope that folks are finding that that muscle um, within themselves and exercising it because there are so many folks, as we're seeing through the Me Too campaign, as mm-hmm. we're seeing every day new niggas that everybody yeah. has loved for generations yep. um, being exposed as the rapists and the, the sexual assailants that they are. Yeah. Um, and everyone has known about this for, for quite some time. Mm-hmm. Um, folks that know them, rather. Right. Um, and have been completely silent about it. So, hopefully 2018 will be the end of, of concealing violence. Um, because so many of us are dying under that silence. Yep. Um, that, that concealing that's happening. So, open your mouth, nigga. Absolutely. Tell people it's not okay in yeah. 2018 and beyond. Yeah. Ashe. Amen. Y'all, we are going to Sugar Shack, so we are about to record the <laughs> fuck out of this in record time. Yes, God. Yes, because God. a s'mores donut is waiting Ooh. for me on the other what side. What God of has glory. for me oh, is for me. Yeah, just beyond. <laughs> oh, in the in the great beyond. baba. <laughs> I'm really gonna get a translator one day. And the translator Nigga, niggas be doing that in the comment section of Andrew Caldwell's videos. <laughs> no. They make infographics of translations and I just be so fucking weak. Oh my God. Oh God. Really? Niggas be translating that nigga's tongues. Oh my God. I'm here for it. Oh my God. Because it needs translation. Mm, God. I put on so many people. I put so many people on to Andrew Caldwell in this past week, yo. Mother has been going a blessing. off. A blessing. Oh, a blessing. Oh, damn. That wasn't a good pop. That's anyway. all right. That's all right. There we go. Ah, back at it again, bitch. There we go. Here we are. Sex and dating. Sex and dating. Dating and sex. Dating and sex. Fine. Dating and sex. Yeah. Churchy, black-ass, queer-ass niggas. Yeah. Um, I'm... Am I... I have... Don't tell a lie. That's your lying voice, nigga. You're about to lie. Yeah, all right. Let me tell the truth. I I really haven't been dating. Um, 
So you just gonna tell this whole ass lie after this can story I, that you told yesterday? Can I, mean, I from con- yeah. Can I continue? I'm just saying. I'm just making sure. I'm, I'm holding you accountable. I'm gonna okay. go ahead and get there. <laughs> so I haven't really been dating, um, but yesterday. The way niggas will lie in front of your face to you. My it was God. yesterday. So I went to meet up on a date. I went. <laughs> I tried to use that shit too when I first met Drawstring, but here we are. I guess. Look, I don't. I'm so old. I don't know what to call a date anymore. And and then That's this real. when we're in this this um you know this uh time of like you know internet dating and then also yeah. like that it's just so much things and then you know people not wanting to title things it's just you don't know what is what well i mean you can say you went on a date without be da- without dating I someone i don't know if it was okay okay like that's niggas, real like that's you real. can say it was a date and they could be like oh i just we just went hung out to get some food like you know what i mean so and another like, nigga happened to be sitting at the table yeah yeah like we okay. don't real like, it's so real real, real, real. Uh, anyway so i went to meet up with this nigga <laughs> um which, I'm going to have to cut that out. That was like <laughs> a piercing cackle, God. Oh, my God. I'm Please so sorry, it. y'all. <laughs> um, so, I went to meet up this, with this nigga. He, he wait, actually, wait, wait. This nigga actually canceled a recording date that we had yesterday to go on this date with this nigga. What about your friend? All right. So, let me explain what actually happened. Oh, don't lie, nigga. I will so, get your mic off So, right told me right before it was time to record that we had exactly two hours to do everything we needed to do because she had to go to her aunt's birthday dinner is that not important it's absolutely not it is not so she told me that and then i said you know what and my, you know what? You know what the, the funny thing is? I planned on just telling this nigga that I couldn't come. But after Janae said that, I was like, all right, cool. Well, I'll, I guess I'll go meet him. I want to get some tacos anyway. <laughs> but let's be clear. Janae never went to the birthday Lies. dinner. Lies. She no, never I went. I know, why didn't I go? I don't care Andre. about the reasoning. Why didn't I go, though? Uh, Y'all, I had the uh, shits. Uh, <laughs> I had the shits. I don't from, care. 3 p.m. <laughs> to 7 p.m. yesterday. The dinner was at 5. It would have taken an hour for, for me to drive to this dinner. If she had wiped I would have right shat at the 7. Whole way. If she would have wiped right at 7 and just jumped in the car, I think four hours is, a much, is enough time for her birthday dinner. So she would have got the last hour in. 7 to 8, then 8 to 9. Just right. yeah. But anyway, so I just said, you know what? It's cool. And I went to go meet up with this nigga. He actually ended up... See, this is the weird thing about niggas. Because he said, well, you know, this is a nice, um, you know, I guess... This is what he said. Um, it's You know, it's cool that this is a nice, you know, I guess, first date or whatever. That's the thing or about whatever. niggas. Niggas don't who, know... Who are these niggas? niggas don't know how to... How old are y'all? Niggas don't know how to label things for niggas what they may be. don't know how to be. communicate. That's it. And call a thing a thing. If this might be a thing, then call it a thing. If it's not, or then don't call it. Or call it a might be thing, bitch. Something. Like, communicate clearly what, what... Anyway. So, I went there, which I'm glad I went because um, I went there with no expectations. And what I ended up doing was he wanted to meet at Panera. 
and I no said, bitch. you know what? Because no that's up, because that's a white woman establishment. I'm just gonna choose something else. So I chose this bomb ass taco plate. This bomb ass Mexican place with bomb ass liquor, bomb ass tacos, bomb ass bowls. And I said, even you though I'm going bitch. there to waste my time, I will get a meal out of it. Going in it knowing, yes, the inevitable. And and it did happen because that nigga was an hour late. And um, an hour, a an whole hour. ass black american hour and this 10 is minutes. what y'all niggas want us to give our lives to and 10 minutes an hour and 10 no. 70 no. minutes total no. so i got there i got my bomb ass bowl i got three delicious tacos i got a margarita mango it yes was, god yes 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 it was godly oh thank you <laughs> and it was cheap um so god God bless good food that's not at ridiculous prices. Mm. Um, so, I went there with him. And, um, so, <laughs> the point of me telling this story of dating and sex is that my my thing has been recently just kind of um, dipping my toes and shooting my shot mm-hmm. with people. So... After, this is so, Janae C, okay, so what we do is that we write down what we're going to talk about before the episode, and Janae, you know I mean, I told Janae that there's this funny story about this pad that I have, because I've been writing on it. So what happened was, after, um, (laughs) I feel like I've done this, please tell us, please tell both of our truths right now. Okay, so after this, after I left the place with this nigga. Um, <laughs> I went to Walgreens and I bought this pad and I bought this pen and I wrote a note and my number and I went back to the taco place and I gave it to the server. Wow. Uh, no, not the server, the host. Oh my God. The host was yes. such a cool ass nigga. And oh my gosh, this is so beautiful. <laughs> yes. And. Over arms. <laughs> and like when I first got in there, um, like we were laughing and talking from the moment and And then that nigga showed up. Yeah. <laughs> and the whole scene went gray. Yeah, yeah. And <laughs> so what happened was he the, the nigga who I went to the taco place with, he actually told me, Hey, do you know the the host? I was like, No, why? I hope to soon, baby. <laughs> right. <laughs> And he was like, he was just really funny. Um, I came and I was like, I'm meeting somebody. He was like, I know. And <laughs> he walked. You got everybody fed up at this nigga. I appreciate this solidarity. Yes, nigga. because he asked me, he was like, so where is he? I was like, I have no idea, nigga. No. He was like, damn, you know what I mean? And like, he kept on coming back to check on me. Uh-huh. See everything, everything yes. was okay. Um... So I went to Walgreens, got this pad, wrote down my number, a little note, told him, you know what I mean, you don't have to call me, it don't matter, you don't have to text don't me, have it's to cool, call. but just know that this shit costs $8, and it would be nice. <laughs> um, so that's what I told him, gave him a note, he still has to text me, it doesn't matter, it but doesn't. it really doesn't, because this really was just a foray, a foray into shooting shots, Yes. and I feel like all 2018, if I feel like I want to shoot a shot at a nigga, shoot! I'm that gonna shoot nigga. that. Yes, I'm gonna shoot that bitch. I'm, not, I'm I'm just gonna shoot it and just not care about the yeah. aftermath. Like who? Why the fuck not? I you know what I mean? I think I'm getting because over. Because unlike 
cis head ass niggas uh-huh. our shooting our shot is not like a high stakes deal <laughs> that we must have a 100% return on yeah. every time yeah. or we're gonna kill niggas yeah. it's just a fun <laughs> it's just a fun ass exercise yes. in agency yes. like I like a thing I'm going to pursue a thing yeah. if the thing doesn't happen great That's wonderful fine. if it does great wonderful yeah. but I got a great exercise yeah. in on this muscle that I'm trying to right. work out and Nigga knows that he's cute now. And yeah. you know, there's another person that knows right. that they're cute in the world. So right. great. Amen. Wonderful. Right. Wow. So, um, yeah, it was like a gentle toe 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 dip. Uh-huh. Because Come on, toe um dip. Because, you know, eventually I hope to work out to actually saying shit to these yeah. faces. But this was a cute little raid to just write something and just, you know, Absolutely. let them know, yo, nigga, you are really a dope ass person. Yes. And um if you feel the same way text a nigga call a nigga if not it was cool anyway thank you and moving on so yeah um, did you hand it directly to him yeah i went it so i it was cold as shit yesterday i walked into that place and i looked at him with like a stone face because i was so cold i didn't mean to (laughs) um but he looked at me he was like i didn't do it that was what he said to me and i said here this is for you and i said but i gotta go and i walked out and as he as i was walking out he opened it and i didn't look back i just kept walking because I, like I said, I have never used this muscle because so, all so. of the people that I have been engaged with, they've always approached me. Yes. So yes. I, I feel like I would like to approach somebody and I, I'm kind of dealing with this kind of thing where it's like, okay, getting over this thing of, oh, if I approach somebody, it doesn't mean that they, that they really like me or they will like me mm-hmm. because if they did, they would approach me. Like, mm-hmm. and it's like this kind of thing, me feeling like. I'm forcing someone to, I'm getting over it in my mind. It's this thing where I feel like, I, yeah. I've always felt like if I approach somebody, I'm like trying, it's like I have to convince them. Mm. So, you know what I mean? Because like in my head, it was always, oh, if they wanted something or if they liked me, they would approach me. But nigga, get over that. Shoot these shots. Nigga. If niggas catch it, amazing. If they don't. <laughs> but also realizing that, I don't have to catch every shot that comes at me either. Come on. Come I don't. On, guys. It's not necessary. No. Because, nigga, every shot. Three no matter, quarters of these niggas ain't shit. Yeah. Every shot that niggas thrown at me, I've caught just because I felt obligated. Mm. And then also, yeah, it's just me realizing that me shooting is cool and then also me blocking is cool. Come on. You know? Come on, sports. So, yeah. Sports, <laughs> extended bitch. So I'm just trying to operate in this, this thing. You oh, know what God. I mean? And just. Not feeling like it's so high stakes. Like, yeah, it's just, yes. you know what I mean? It's a cool thing. Yeah. yeah. Just do it. That's so real. And I I feel like I'm so much so in that place as well. Mm-hmm. And it's so new for me. Yes. Um, And it's, like, coming up in every, like, with every new person I start talking to. Um, This, this, I mean, specifically with Drawstring. Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like... <laughs> Anyway, specifically with Drawstring, just um, because I've been talking with her the longest, Mm -hmm. um, being transparent about areas in which, like, I am exercising agency for the first time Mm -hmm. um, in in different areas. Um, and, And, yeah, that whole piece of, like, 
every shot that is shot but i think it's different for me because like bitches really don't be shooting shots like bitches be finding every like back pathway and like underground railroad and everything else to like not be direct so it's weird as fuck so it's i I feel like i'm just starting from ground zero of like most of these niggas that like me are not i'm not finding out from them at all um, I'm finding out from a third party ass nigga. Yeah. Um, so it's, yeah, just with the knowledge of like, none of these niggas is going to holler at you because all of us are scary as fuck. Yes. Um, it's just fun to like oh, shift, God. shift that, you know, my role in that thing the and be like, dynamic, Hey bitch, yeah. Yeah, yeah. are you fucking? Cause I'd like to be fucking. <laughs> or you're cute. Let's go have some Korean barbecue, bitch. Uh-huh. Um, also plug for Korean barbecue. Y'all niggas should get into that cause it's lit as fuck. FYI. Amen. Um, so yeah, yeah that yeah, yeah. amen. <gasps> but yeah, I definitely, shots. yeah, I definitely feel you on that whole thing because when I say approach, um, I think only one person has been direct with me. Yeah. Other, otherwise, it's just been like you said. I've been a third party ass nigga for you. <laughs> yes, you. That's wild. That's wild. Have which nothing wild. happened. So <laughs> moving on. <laughs> That's a read if you're listening, a but I know you're not because you're also not responding to my text right now. So that's great. I love you just the same, my love. Oh god, <laughs> niggas don't be about shit. But I love my niggas so much. Amen. I love y'all so much. Okay, so my uh, my little bit to share during this sex and dating segment um, is about getting you a boo. Um, that makes you feel comfortable in your body, um, specifically when y'all are fucking. Mm -hmm. Um, And this is specifically going out to folks with bodies that are not um, uplifted in, you know, the beauty standard. Mm -hmm. So we're talking about fat bodies, we're talking about disabled bodies, we're talking about... um, I don't know, all, all of the bodies, mm-hmm. um, specifically here talking about fat bodies. Um, I realized, um, I've been realizing over the last few weeks. <laughs> <laughs> that the key to bomb ass, fat ass sex with other fat bitches with luscious ass tummies and yes. big ass booties yes. is figuring out how much of your body weight your partner can support. And bitch, the odds will more than likely be in your favor. (laughs) (laughs) And your partner will most likely be able and willing um, to support your weight. And I think that 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 in and of itself is like a revelation for me because my whole life I've moved through the world knowing that I'm always too big for anything. Mm. Always. Like... There, fun story behind my dyke jacket. Um, <laughs> so we went, um, my last partner and I, we went to a thrift store. I saw this jacket that I loved, my dyke jacket, um, <laughs> that was actually her dyke. Anyway, okay. So we went there. I picked out this jacket. I looked at the tag. It said XL. And I was just like, this shit is not going to fit me. So I gave it to her. Mm. Um, and she bought it because she was smaller than me. Mm. She got it. Anyway, um, she got it, and um, when we got back to the house, I tried it on, and I was like, this shit fits me? Like, who the, like, what? Um, So, like, 
again, always moving this in this assumption that I'm always too big for everything. Yeah. Um, by the way, that was part of our, uh, what is it called? Our, when you make an agreement after you divorce and you get this half of the house and you get... <laughs> Posting up? I don't know. Severance package? Severance package, man! <laughs> the dyke jacket was part of my severance package. So, she actually got my dyke vest. I have a I have a dyke jacket that has no sleeves. So, she took that and I took her dyke jacket. So, there we are. Um, so, um, where am I? So, yeah, being a fat black femme in this world and knowing and being told from very, very young that I'm too big to be doing all that. Yo! Yo! How many times have I heard that phrase? You're too big to be doing all that. And that can be anything. (laughs) All that is really all-encompassing for these niggas because it could be anything from, like, having emotions... To like sitting, in, to like sitting in a fucking chair, nigga. Nigga, you're too big wow. to be um, eating ice cream. At nigga, that time. you're t- anything. Literally anything. You're, you're too, too big, big to, to be, be wearing those glasses. <laughs> Yo, this shit is ridiculous, but dead ass, nigga. For real, black ass parents be like this for real. You're too big, <laughs> nigga. I've heard you're too big to be walking like that. <laughs> Excuse me, what? nigga. are wild as hell wild as fuck and and are able to and 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 find ways to rationalize this yeah so anyways i just feel like fat femme spent a lot of time um a lot of sex time navigating how not to burden others even if the other is fat Mm -hmm. um with all of their weight um subconsciously and um, are unaware of the pleasure wall that we are constructing and trying to be manageably fat yeah. while we're fucking um, until we have a partner that's like, bitch, relax your legs. Yeah. Like, bitch, let go. Yeah. Um, you know, get comfortable. And I didn't realize, like, I didn't realize until Drawstring said said these things, Mm -hmm. like, actually uttered them, that I was holding so much tension in my body. Mm -hmm. Um, And then I was, like, so focused on, like, I can't put all my weight on her. I can't, you know, do this thing with my body. I need to conserve the, you know, I need to be conservative about the space that i'm taking up and mm-hmm. you know all these things that are happening subconsciously yeah like this is not like okay number one before yeah. i straddle i need to no um and then when that happens when that freeing happens you're able to free your brain and body up for actual useful pleasurable pursuits um so yeah that's a whole last thing yeah um um Maybe that's a conversation, like an actual conversation of, bitch, let me sit on you. Can you handle this? Mm-hmm. Um, you know, and, and go full weight. Yeah. Um, yeah. Yeah, yeah I, I agree with you completely. I'll be honest, I've never had comfortable sex. It's yeah. never been yeah. comfortable because I've always been, like, cognizant of yes. my body and, like, what I need to do to make it comfortable. But the, the thing about it is that, like, I've had sex with, like, 
thicker people mm-hmm. or like you know more solid people yeah. and they would say shit that's like that's more solid <laughs> they would say shit like you know what I mean um can you take my I'm like nigga just have a seat yeah have a whole ass seat it's fine have a seat but the thing about it, like I would make people feel comfortable yeah in like just being like nigga let loose like yeah. you're fine but like it wouldn't be extended to me yeah so like mm-hmm. I don't you know what I mean? So like I, hmm. I, it, I would, I would be responsible for making you feel comfortable. Wow. But then, I would be responsible for making myself feel comfortable. Hmm. But I have a lot of anxiety around things like that. Yeah. So I wouldn't be successful in making myself feel fine. Huh. So yeah, I yeah, I know what you mean. Yeah. That's real, and that even makes me think about like, am I making my sexual partners feel comfortable? Mm-hmm. Um, I feel like a lot of the. Like I'm very verbal mm-hmm. in like sexual spaces, um, because I want I want to get what I want, and mm-hmm. I want to make sure everyone else is also getting mm-hmm. what they want. So I ask a lot of questions. I yeah. am very responsive and do all that. Um, but as far as like an actual verbal utterance of like you can sit down or whatever, but actually like drawstring the person in particular that I'm talking about right now, um, I feel like her observing my comfort, like the comfort that she is like extending to me mm-hmm. is also allowing her to be comfortable but i've mm-hmm. never like explicitly said like bitch relax right, like right, right, you right, know right, right. um because i feel like because it came from her like right. she is also practicing that thing right um but yeah i'm just thinking about like how like even outside of like well no this is part of making my body manageably fat like mm. um like bitches with titties our titties like to slide <laughs> different hemispheres of our body god and i'll be trying to like uh, shimmy them bitches back together but it's like bitch what the fuck for nitty nitties <laughs> i just combine nipples and titties <laughs> nipples still gonna get sucked titties still gonna get played with like regardless if they under my back or on my chest you know they they they're going to get some attention and love so like who the fuck cares where they're at as long as they ain't getting like yanked off or whatever but (laughs) there's so much that we have to internalize as fat black folks um that i just want us to to remove from our narrative Mm -hmm. especially our pleasure narrative um and that's one of those things and i actually was like drawn to thinking about this because in um i've told you the fat black uh like body positive sex positive group that i'm in Mm -hmm. um one of the folks in the group asked um if anybody had any tips on tribbing for fat black femmes now, fun fact, tribbing, I actually should look this up right now. <laughs> Here we go. And one of my friends actually said I should not Google this because it's a bunch of white pussies <laughs> oh, in the wind. But I'm just going to do regular Google search, not image. Great. Oh, praise God. So tribbing is short for tribidism. It's a noun. It's a lesbian practice, which in which one partner lies on top of the other and stimulates the movements of the... Oh, this is a horrible definition. This is fucking terrible. Yo, this is what happens when it's a bunch of straight-ass, uh, cis-ass niggas 
that that run the internet because what the fuck is this definition y'all tripping is rubbing your coochies together rubbing your dicks to no rubbing your dicks together is called frottage frotting yeah. yeah so it's like frotting for people with vagina gotcha. vaginas yeah. <laughs> vaginas <laughs> um so it's kind of hard to be a big ass bitch with yeah. a fupa yeah. out here trying to rub your pussy yeah. on another pussy yeah. um so like I, I've done it before with, uh-huh. you know, fat bitches. Uh-huh. So I'm like, here's some tips. Um, I feel like I should find the tips now that I've shared <laughs> all of this bullshit. Um, this is, folks. yeah, this is about to be a whole ass, uh, educational moment. Amen. Here we are. Um, <laughs> oh shit, shit, shit. I'm just going to cut all this shit out. Amen. Okay. So somebody said, does anyone have any tips for two fat fems trying tripping for the first time? Um, so here are two ways that you can do it. If you are a fat person with a vagina who wants to trip with another person with a vagina. All right. So the first method that I recommended, I cannot believe that I'm doing this right now. This is so hilarious. Okay. So your partner is on their back and you are on your stomach facing away from them. One of your legs is straight and over their thighs and the other is bent and placed under their other thigh for greatest for greatest throw it back and grind into oblivion leverage <laughs> this is also really cute to go into it after a squat or a squat seated twerking slash grinding in boo's lap as they're lying down mm-hmm. um and then the second suggestion that i have is um second suggested positioning um with them on their back so with your partner on their back straddle one of your partner's thighs in a way that if their body is 12 o'clock your body is positioned at one or two in a in proximity to theirs um you are on your knees with your knees as far apart as you can comfortably place them ideal placement is one knee by their right side and the other under their left thigh or butt cheek. Of course, this is a lot to visualize, which is why it's written down so niggas can try this step by step. Um, and then I just said, and trib bay into the sunset. <laughs> and I said, also, you can you write the rules for your pleasure. Want to touch pussies, but not worry about the potential low p- payout? Shove a vibrator between the two of you and focus on grinding on that together. So it's just lit. It's mm-hmm. lit out here. Um, fat bitches, stop reading Cosmo and whatever the fuck else, <laughs> wherever the fuck else we're supposed to look for sex tips because them skinny bitches don't have shit for us. We have to design our own shit, mm-hmm. um, and, and crowdsource that shit with amongst each other. Um, because only we can tell us what we need. Amen. So it's lit y'all. Glory. Get a partner that'll tell you to sit your fat ass down somewhere. <laughs> On their face only, actually. <laughs> this has been Sex and Dating, bitch! Amen. While we are at the set. What? We are at the personal healing practice. We are at the Saturday? I was about to say Sex and Dating. Because apparently I can't get enough. But, um, no, we're at the personal healing practice segment. Um, This is a segment where we just talk about something that we've done or a practice that we've picked up that has aided in our healing personally um, this week, forevermore, whenever. Um, You go ahead and start. Okay, Deacon. 
I will say this was not part of my um a part of this initially. Nigga, we literally just started recording after talking about how we were gonna be brief as fuck. And here yes. I go adding a new yes. additional point to my personal healing <laughs> practice. This is how much my word means to me. Okay? My word is not bond at all. Um but Taking more agency has been a critical fucking personal healing practice for me. Mm. And I feel like I've been doing it in so many areas of my life. I was just talking about fucking. um, And I like even there, I've been very like trying to lean into my more dominant side, which Mm. has been really fun and which is really fun when you have a masculine of center partner Mm. who like is not supposed to be on the submissive side but loves that shit uh Uh, fyi y'all all these masculine ass niggas are just teddy bears in fucking grizzly bear costumes these niggas are marshmallows yes (laughs) these niggas are just tender little biscuits absolutely that want their ass ate and their pussy fucked wide open yeah so you've heard it here first from the churchiest nigga in case you you didn't know in case you did not know so anyway, having agency, taking agency um, in all areas of my life has been a critical personal healing practice. Because again, we we talked last in our last episode that was a free freestyle one about um, how Black films are socialized out of our agency, mm-hmm. are socialized out of um, our autonomy mm-hmm. um, to make decisions for ourselves. We're also we're often taught this i don't want to call it consent culture but like this thing because consent is a great thing but mm-hmm. like this thing where we can only respond we can only um affirm what other uh, we can only respond yeah, I was about to say respond to yeah we can yeah. only respond to those things that we want when other people articulate them we mm. can't articulate this is the thing or these are the things that i want that bring me pleasure that i need blah 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 we have to wait for some outside external source to say do you need finally get to the place where they realize oh you need this thing and then we can say yes we need that it doesn't matter how long it takes yeah. for that for that external source to yeah. say that thing um but we have to wait until yeah. someone else identifies it. And if you're dealing with straight niggas, that moment may never come, my never. nigga. Because these niggas don't give a fuck no. <laughs> if you are getting what you need. No. These niggas don't give a fuck about being mindful and thoughtful and careful about what you need. No. So, that, anyway. That, like, goes into, like, you know, I was talking about the shooting shot. Mm, the shooting your shot yes. thing. I was, you know, only waiting until a nigga walks up on me and be like, okay, then yeah. Wow. Yeah, No. No. It's not, Take yeah, you'll live your, your whole ass life. Yeah. Just getting waiting. Nothing. Right, waiting. <laughs> waiting as fuck. Okay, so that was my first one, but I really needed to share that. Um, well, that wasn't my first one. This is my first one. That was my initial <laughs> one. <laughs> okay, so one personal healing practice for me, um, as a person who is in this perpetual state of having, like, 
9,000 things that I need to do. And then like also on top of that, having like 9 million other things that I actually want to do mm. and need to make room to do to like fulfill my own self, my own spirit. Right. Um, I'm in, in a constant state of like paralysis of analysis of like, how do I do any of these things? How do I balance what I need to do and what I want to do and what I like, what my spirit needs mm -hmm. to be done? Um, so for me, um, it has done me great good um, to invest some time in um, developing some daily practices. Mm -hmm. um, do I do all of them every day? No, no, I don't. But it is good to know that I have um, a handful of purposeful things um, that uh, give me some grounding for my day. Because mm -hmm. also the other thing about being a contractor and being someone who works from home is like, the whole shit just feels like a vacation. If you, <laughs> if you fuck around and, and aren't like mindful and thoughtful about it, um, you can just, you just be like, oh, it's the weekend every day. Um, <laughs> been there. <sighs> anyway, so I've been developing some, some daily practice, um, Because it's it's very easy to feel like you're constantly moving, but n in no consistent and intentional direction. Yes. Um, so um, committing to these daily practices has given me some grounding for the rest of my day to flow around, mm -hmm. um, which is important to me because like this feeling of having what time? I typically wake up around between 6 and 8 a.m. Mm -hmm. So for being up between 7 and maybe 11, 7 a.m. and 11 p.m. Mm -hmm. And at the end of the day being like, bitch, what, what did I do today? <laughs> like that is uh, a scary feeling. Mm -hmm. um, so, yeah, some of the, the daily practices that I have been um, doing um, and y'all, they are not that deep at all. It's not like meditate. It's not like pull a tarot card. And think it. <laughs> it's none of that shit because I'm not that deep yet. Mm -hmm. I plan on getting a tarot deck this year. Amen. Um, I don't know shit about tarot, but I've seen some bomb ass tarot decks in the past year and I want all of them. Amen. So I got to figure out what to do with them first. Yes. So, um, one of them has been cleaning one room in my house every day. Um, and while I'm not a a dirty person i am definitely um an untidy person okay <laughs> i'm a messy ass nigga i've shit everywhere at all times um but you won't find too much dirt um so cleaning one house per day just allows me to be in a space <laughs> I'm sorry. you said cleaning one house i need i really <laughs> cleaning one house in my room per day Oh my god, y'all. I it's swear okay. I'm dyslexic. I swear to the god. We still here. We still here. I swear. It's alright. Also, what the fuck was that dyslexia episode on She's Gotta Have It? Why was niggas reaching so hard? Why did niggas want Mars to have a disability so hard? Have you not Oh. I heard I'm about just that. Like, what the fuck are y'all doing? Like, I get it. Niggas have disabilities, but what? Because <laughs> then, like, when you watch the episode, it's not even a central theme of the actual episode. Uh -huh. So, like, what? He just mentions being dyslexic like twice. Yeah. 
Anyway. God bless. Jesus Christ. Um, so cleaning one room in my house per day. When I get out of the shower and like come back to my room to get dressed, drinking one of my large mason jars filled with water. And that just being like a reminder that I need to commit to being hydrated throughout the day, Mm -hmm. even though I feel like I'm not doing anything or not that I feel like I'm not doing anything, but I'm just like sitting in the house working in things Mm -hmm. like I still need to hydrate. Yeah. Um, So that and um, washing my dishes in the morning, washing dishes for me, though, I hate actually working up energy to do it. Uh I love washing dishes and like that was a huge point of contention in my last relationship which it didn't have to be but I'm an extra ass bitch that works for drama so here we are um so yeah washing dishes and taking my time and like getting in the corners and like just doing that whole process is a meditative practice for me. Mm-hmm. So starting my day with that um so I guess I am meditating yeah mm-hmm. um so those have been my daily practices. I um, just thought this morning because I actually the mason jar of water that I drank this morning was one that I had sitting in my room from last night. Like mm-hmm. I hadn't drank it. I was just thinking like, bitch, you can set up, set yourself up for greater success if you just fill up a mason jar of water and have that shit sitting in your room ready mm-hmm. to go overnight so you can just drink it the moment you're ready. Yeah. Um, and that's another thing that my life has really been about recently and another like personal healing practice of like, okay, I found this thing that works. How can I make sure that this remains uh, easily accessible um, practice for me? And like in that case, like having the mason jar ready, yeah. not even worry, not worrying about having to walk downstairs yeah. to fill up a mason jar and come back upstairs or fill it up after my shot, whatever. Mm. Um, so yeah, mm-hmm. amen, amen, amen. So I have three actually. I started with one. There were seventeen. <laughs> um, it's okay though. We we still here. Um, oh, this week, my personal healing practice. I might have said this before, but it was just like this kind this. Just, just brutal honesty. I guess you can call it brutal. I don't yeah. know if you want to call it that. But anyway, so like, just for instance, yesterday when I went on the date or whatever, date or whatever, date or whatever, um, with that nigga. Um, That's the title for this fucking episode. <laughs> it's a date or whatever. Uh, when I went on that thing with him. Um, I, he, like I said, he was an hour late. Hour um, and ten minutes. There we go. I keep on leaving off that ten minutes, but it was, it was significant. Um, but yeah, he was late and when he came, you know, he was apologizing, saying he was sorry and all that kind of stuff. And when he asked, like, are you okay? I just said, nigga, yes, I'm fine because I'm eating. Like, you know what I mean? Like, and he, you know, he tried to pry a little bit, like, are you upset? I was like... You know, I told him, you know what I mean? Like, you could have told me that, you know, you hadn't left yet when you, you know. Had not left. When you had not left, <laughs> even though you told me you did. Um, but You could have not lied when yeah, you lied. absolutely. But you did. And 
you know, can't do anything about it right now. And no. just, I'm just happy that I have these bomb ass tacos right. in this bowl. So, um, I like, I was just honest with him how I felt, mm-hmm. um, what was saving the night, yeah. which was the food. It wasn't yeah. him. I let him know. At all. Um, to be very clear. Yeah. So, like, I had good food, had, uh, you know, um, a nice, uh, host. Yes. Really nice guy. Um, yeah so it's just this real just being straight and direct and he like i don't think he knew necessarily how to how to digest that because he just like he told me like i you know i mean i just want you to like scream or be something i was like nigga i don't feel the need to scream because i am well fed and that's saving me right now like i I am not yes i'm not upset i am truly not upset he just kept on harping over it Mm -hmm. i was like nigga you're gonna have to move on because i'm not gonna yell i'm not gonna uh, and i'm here enjoying this right right and eventually he moved on And he's he's an awkward guy. He's he's cool though. Um, it's just like when he would do awkward things, I would be like, "This is kind of like he would do things where if I would <laughs> I would say something and I was done talking, he would just stare at me for like ten seconds, and I'll be like, "Are you what's happening? What are you like? What's happening Check right now? In. Right? Like, are you here?" And <laughs> it was just okay. so weird. But like, I would definitely be clear about how I was feeling what I thought about something so um and then another example of this kind of honesty and just just being clear and just not caring um about the response to an extent because I'm not I'm a, I'm not a dickhead um right but yeah just being honest um like my brother lives with uh my mother and I and he's just an ungrateful ass nigga and he was arguing with my mother this morning. <laughs> Jesus. Like, it's so unbelievable when I think about no, the shit that this real. nigga does. Like, he was arguing um, with my mother about his daughter getting sick when she's been sick for the last week. And he feels like my sister not putting on their sweater, but putting on their coat and their hat and their gloves, but mm-hmm. without the sweater, and just running into the house, which is like maybe four steps five maybe steps. five or six steps was the thing that got her to coughing and it happened two days ago but he felt like he felt like that is what got her sick and you know oh this and that and oh who's gonna stay home while I go to work and da 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 and da. and it was this whole argument and so when he was done arguing with my mom I went in there and was like I think he was down. I don't know if he heard me. I was loud enough that he heard me. Uh, Is God uh, intentional? Yeah. So I was like, well, Ma, this uh, this environment is not conducive to anything I want to be. So I'm going to go, have stuff to do. Um, Maybe one day you'll learn that as long as you're providing for this nigga, like a house, place to stay, all this kind of stuff, you don't owe him anything but hello and goodbye. Hello. Then maybe things will get better, but otherwise it you won't. You don't even know him. The hello, <laughs> or you the don't. Goodbye you, nothing with your lungs. Nothing. No, you, don't. You, don't. you don't. So until you learn that, maybe you know when you learn that things will get better, maybe. But until then, you'll always be frustrated arguing with him. Mm-hmm. And so I said that loud enough, and then I left, and I went about. I went along with my damn business. Um, yeah. So just this thing about. 
if it's expedient, if it's needed, saying it and being done with it and not um, like worrying about the response, if yeah. it's actually honest. Yeah. It's been very healing because I I am a I love keeping things in. My God. And it never helps me. No. <laughs> it makes shit worse. But um yeah, being honest has been very helpful. Amen. Glory, hallelujah. We thank you, God, on today. Yes. Father, Mother, God. <clears throat> it's time for the motherfucking obligatory nonsense of this bitch. I was... I could not continue with that <laughs> happening. Like, what? Oh, God. That was a lot. Oh, God. But amen. <laughs> Anyhow... <laughs> Drake, have I ever sent you nudes? Yes. I have? Yes, nigga. So many. <laughs> um, <laughs> but, um, I got some new fire-ass nudes, by the way. Amen. I'm not sending them to you. It is all right. I've seen enough. Um, but... <laughs> <laughs> you too fat to be doing all that shit! <laughs> all that texting and carrying on. You too fat to be doing it, bitch! Put your goddamn phone down and stop texting with your fat ass. What? Like, there's no logic to this shit at all. I bet somebody said that. I bet somebody said that. This shit is ridiculous. It's wild. Like, niggas just be like, you too fat to do anything. I mean, technically, my fingers have been too big to text sometimes, but that's not the point, nigga. But whatever. Moving on. You said ass thumb gang, 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 gang. I swear. Oh god! Every iPhone, th- these these buttons get smaller. I can't touch that damn word. Oh my god! That would be the true, like the true manifestation of you're too fat to be doing this shit, <laughs> bitch. What? My thumbs are now too fat to use an iPhone, bitch. Wow! You're telling me I gotta use a whole ass stylus? Wow! Nah, fuck that. Oh We're going God. back to, to fucking cups Blackberry. and strings. I'm going cups to the and black- strings. <laughs> <laughs> Fuck all of that. Jesus. I had one Blackberry in my life. A Blackberry, bitch. I The thing is, I didn't actually get a real cell phone mm-hmm. until my senior year in high school. So I feel like I missed that whole Blackberry. The Blackberries? They were a thing. They're still a thing for niggas like, <laughs> for old niggas like who, um. That has a Bluetooth? Yeah. But Blackberries are still, like, very um, practical for people, like, with their emails and integration things. So, there's a lot of people who, like, are entrepreneurs who have Blackberries, which is weird. Why does that? I don't know. It's like, people have said, like, the, the, I don't know, the way it integrates or some bullshit that it it works for them and the way they do. So, whatever. But, you know, glad for y'all. Anyway, so, um, this is the section where, um... Bitch, what is it called? It's called obligatory nonsense because as long as white people are white, oh we will have something God, to talk about. We will have some fucking nonsense. God, bro. every Jesus Christ. not a minute passes without a white person doing something new. Obligatorily. That's not even a word. It's a word today. Cause jeez. What in the actual fuck? 
what do white people be on though? I really would like to know. Okay, so um, here we go. Obligatory yeah. nonsense is dedicated to you white niggas out here who aren't listening to this shit, thank God. Out of all three followers that we have for this shit, none of them are white. Thank Not God we bless Anglo. you on today, God. You should be beyond But anyway, so <laughs> your boy Trump. Oh, God. Went ahead. Y'all's nigga. Y'all's yes, little president. Y'all's... Not, look, he went ahead and he um, referred to every... <laughs> every motherfucking country in a whole-ass, black-ass continent. This this nigga said all of y'all niggas is shitholes. Yeah, yeah. And like, not only that, that nigga said, can we stop having people from... And this is how you know. Like, well, this is not how you know because you shouldn't know before that. But Sorry, this nigga said all African countries and like I think some South American countries are shitholes. He said, "Can we get some more people from countries like Norway, nigga?" The whitest. There white. is none whiter. <laughs> there is none whiter Nobody than Norway. Whiter than you. Nigga <laughs> said Norway, and you. And some of you niggas had the audacity to just act like that wasn't purposeful. Oh, my God. Like, that wasn't oh, on purpose. Oh, it's just a, a really beautiful just, country. Yeah, you know, it's country. It's country. Yeah. It happens to be in Europe. Yeah. You know, it happens yeah. to have a black population of negative 12. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. It's not racist. <laughs> it's a coincidence. Shut the fuck up. Oh, my God. So, we are just talking about the lengths so that white people go to to justify blatant and undercover racism, like oh, both, yes. like just racist, like, right, right. Like there were, like I was, I heard about this, about this nigga saying this shithole comment, and then of course, I think white people are getting to the point where they're like, all right, we can't act like this wasn't an issue, right. So we're just gonna have to we go gotta, all in. We gotta, we, we just, gotta navigate. To no, we gotta go all in. We gotta say, well, he's right. They are shithole countries. <gasps> White people have and been here's, saying here's that. Why? Right. Here's why? They, but one thing they do is they go around race. They go around yeah, race with every it. time. They go around race with so it, true. but it's always an underlying thing do? of race. Y'all wish I could it's, see this hand motion, this roller coaster. Yes, <laughs> they always go around it. Because I've because what white people have have stopped doing is saying, oh, what he said wasn't racist, or you know, they've been going around that and just been saying, well, what he said was true. Well, here's why it's true. Right. And right. all of the reasons lead back to white people being anti-black. Yeah, but they leave all that out. All of them. Oh well, you yeah. know, um, yeah, there's poverty and there's crime and there's that. Bitch, why? Did y'all did y'all suck all the resources out of Africa and then leave? Hello. Except you left some people to govern, it's and they me. were ass hats. Yeah, yeah. So, so how we get here, y'all? Like, I wonder. I bet you're wondering how we got here. <laughs> <laughs> I'm not. I want somebody. Somebody create an Instagram. Uh, uh, I bet you wonder how we got here, ass Instagram, where a black person just responds to everything that Trump says about black and brown people. And it always leads back to whiteness. That's what I want y'all to do. Why don't we do it? Why I'm not, not doing it. Okay. I can fine. barely promote this podcast. <laughs> barely, nigga. Y'all, out of the 
35 I don't know how many posts we have we probably have 12 po- we probably have 7 posts yeah <laughs> that's more realistic out of the 7 posts that we have for worship sorry y'all I had to open a window got a little warm in this bitch um out of the 7 posts that we have on the worship Instagram I probably have posted none of them so she posted one the fact that definitely <laughs> The fact that Dre is suggesting that we run a page called "I Bet You're Get- You're Wondering How We Got Here," I just, I don't know if the we is uh, if the I if the J in we is silent. I'm assuming so because anyway. So back to these these niggas and the links to which they will go to justify white nonsense. Yeah. Wow. I. It, it, it. Come on, Deacon. Yeah, I am. I think it's just because they they constantly come up with new tactics. Yes. Um, and I think forever with, moving target. Right. And I right yeah. always. And I think with Trump, they've had to they've had to do so much legwork, mm-hmm. more legwork than mm-hmm. they've ever had to do to be like, shit. What are we doing to now? strengthen whiteness? Damn it. Yeah. We can't. We can't outright say it was race. So what do we do? What do we do? All right, bitch. Just go in. Just say. <laughs> just go in. Just be like, well, he was right. Ignore the race part. Just be like, he was right though. What he said was right. And just focus on that. Focus on that. Uh, Bitch, talk about the Clintons. Fuck. Talk about them. Fuck. Act like Clintons. You know, I mean, just be like, Clintons were the race. Yo, you saw that shit? Yo. What in the Patience really said. What in the actual I don't have it in me. Joy Ann Reed was like, what you won't do today is deflect. No. We're talking about this nigga. This is Trump. not Fox News, bitch. No. She said it's not she Fox News. Joy Ann was not here for the and bullshit. Pre- that was another reflection that I had this morning of like, black femmes and women are really leading the charge on like, enough is enough. Uh-huh. Like, we have always been, mm-hmm. but especially under this Trump presidency, mm-hmm. when we cannot afford yeah. to just like, gently and calmly redirect niggas yeah we just have to name a fucking thing a thing for y'all niggas you know who's been so doing you that you can't walk around it you know who's been doing that lately don lemon oh don lemon grew a half inch afro and said i've had enough don lemon ain't been letting racist talk he just been like well we're gonna we're done thanks we're done oh no God. we're not we're not doing it today I've- don lemon has been sick what whoever pulled don lemon out of where he was thank you Don you Lemon learned what? something. It was that reality check on uh, whenever he was drunk on. <laughs> Nigga, ever since he got drunk, Don Lemon has not like, been about the off. shits. He has not been about it. And Don Don Lemon, there's been so many people that Don Lemon has had on the show recently within like the last few months. Where once they start getting off topic and start like saying some racist shit, mm-hmm. he's like, "Well, thanks," and mm. snatches it back. He literally, he literally said, "All right, let's just mute his mic." Thanks. Shit. He said that on air. He was like, "Let me talk to uh, let me talk to Charles Bo. Like, like we're not doing this." Wow. I was like, "Donald, wow, I love it. You, you've had it. <laughs> you have had it." <laughs> and I they love... let him keep this show. <laughs> line from fucking this time I'm tired what is it truth is I'm tired truth is I'm tired take me to the cake I know the song I was trying to figure out that one line options are few, few. or three they are few, few. 
Look, so the only options black fem and black fems, black women, and fucking Don Lemon have in this world are to say the fucking truth. That's all we have. Had it. Just, That's all we have. Because you can refute it after that point. But just to be clear, yeah. there was a nigga in this room who heard your bullshit and said enough yeah. is a goddamn enough. And here is why. I will enumerate the reasons for you. I will lay it out on paper. I will. Yo, you know. And this. I won't talk about it any the fuck any more. The fuck more. Sure won't. In the fuck because <laughs> he was like, Look, I've talked about it on previous shows, I won't talk about it anymore. I'm just meeting your mic, we're not doing this. Go back and look, bitch. I've laid it out after that. I'm not doing I'm it. Done. So, you come on this show, you talk shit, knowing that I've explained it before. Bye, bye. Uh, and Joanne was, I oh god, I love Joanne for that. Oh my god, she was not look. Ready. See, I, I appreciate that this section that the white devil meant <laughs> for our. Harm. Yes. Black women and fems the gods said no bitch not today. We're looping this bitch back around because we are talking about Joanne Reed. Is it Joanne Reed? Yeah. Oh my God. Hallelujah. Mm, My God. So I I mean I feel like that articulates it enough but Mm. like we I see everything from so I think it was yesterday um, I saw a I got a notification from BuzzFeed News that said in quotes Quote, it's, it gets tiring. YouTubers say financial pressure to constantly go viral led to Logan Paul's suicide forest fiasco. Now, if you're not familiar with the suicide forest fiasco, um, apparently some white nigga on the internet named mm-hmm. Logan Paul, whose name I did not know until I heard about it on The Read yeah. last week, maybe, yeah, yeah. Um, because they were talking about this story. This nigga and his brother and some other white niggas went into this place called Suicide Forest in, like, an Asian country, Mm. maybe Japan, maybe Korea, I don't know. Um, And they found a a corpse of a person. Um, They found a corpse, rather. And um, they took videos with this corpse and were making fun and and what have you to a whole-ass dead person. Um, And now... The justification that white people have for this is that niggas need to sustain their virality on the internet. So they have to put corpses on um, their videos. And right now, I wish y'all could see it. Andre is just squinting with his best light skin confused squint out the window through the little slits of the blinds. At these gentrified ass McMansions across the street from my little ass duplex. And there is no better visual to depict how in the fuck I'm feeling right now about this white nonsense. Because also, this is white nonsense. Why the fuck do you have a huge ass McMansion that is like an entire story taller than every other house on the block across from these fucking duplex ass houses that have been here since the mid 19th century yeah does this side have driveways no nigga we ain't got shit and you know what these white niggas love they love to fucking park their fucking cars on the street they love it with their driveways just sitting there yeah Okay. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's why. That, that's concrete. how white people like to flex. Yeah. <laughs> in in gentrification. Anyway. So, um, yeah. So that's how people were justifying it, mm-hmm. and and you know, 
I just cannot. And in many different ways, I cannot. Yeah. And um, there was also this video that came across um, when I was on Facebook that was like um, highlighting um, some of some of the most popular YouTubers who had apologized and all of them were white men. <laughs> all of y'all niggas is fucking up and we can't find a common thread. It's just a coincidence. That's all. That's all. It's just a coincidence. It just so happens that all of the most popular YouTubers are white men. It's not about race. And it race. also just so happens that they are the only niggas that are needing to consistently in an ongoing fashion apologize for every fucking thing that they're doing because they are trash ass niggas that have gigantic platforms. Yep. And let's be um let's be clear too um most if not all of those were they were younger. Yeah. Yeah, cuz I yes. think that young They're white people under, are different. No. no. All y'all niggas No, it's not a thing. Yo, I've had this this saying on my heart for for some time. And it really came came to light when um this story about genuine and the white trans woman mm-hmm. came out. Now, Mind you, I think the two things can exist. I think that that trans white woman can definitely... That was sexual assault. Mm -hmm. Her trying to kiss him. And and Genuine can be transphobic Mm -hmm. transphobic for saying, no, I do not want to be near you if you tell me you are a trans woman. Mm -hmm. Both of those things can exist Mm -hmm. at the same time. Neither of them cancel each other out. Mm -hmm. Um, Because personal preferences can absolutely be transphobic. Mm -hmm. Um, wow, why was I saying that? Uh, you said there was a saying on your heart. Oh, that's what it was. (laughs) I, so a few of the trans women that I've, the black trans women that I follow, anyway, I I try to limit my interaction with white people generally, cis, uh, cis, trans, whatever. Mm -hmm. But, um, many black trans women that I'm, friends with on social media and real life etc are um you know they talk about how ancient white trans women are which is you know i have no right to say that mm-hmm. i because i'm not a trans person mm-hmm. whatever but i i get it sis like mm-hmm. I, i'm dealing with these cis white women all the time uh-huh. and they're trash as fuck yeah. as well um and my thing is like white folks love to put on this like uh the the armor of oppression and pretend like it erases um their whiteness <laughs> yeah. but it's like nonsense like absolutely you are 100 percent trans absolutely not taking that away from mm-hmm. you i honor that i think that's an important intersection to honor mm-hmm. but bitch you are 1000 percent white yeah and i want you to know that that outweighs all of it your shit always does always let's be I, I want people to know, like I saw this video of this white Republican woman mm. and this gay white man. Mm-hmm. They were having a conversation. He was, she, she, the Republican woman was saying like, he was a white gay liberal man. Whatever. And she was saying the most outrageous, transphobic, homophobic, mm. like just queerphobic, like, like right. able, like a whole bunch All of shit. Of them. All, All of them. All of the isms. And he was like, yeah, I don't agree with that. But you know what that nigga said at the end? Yeah, we could go out and go for coffee. I can't. Do you know why? Because these niggas know that whiteness <laughs> will unite us at the end. At the it end. don't matter what the fuck we are, right. what we identify as, right. whiteness will always unite us. My God. And they know that. 
They know that when it comes down to it, whiteness will protect them from yes. all of these things. Everything. Every single So they time. don't they don't they don't take another white person saying something against them personally because they know it doesn't affect them. It doesn't. It never will. Mm. Oh my god. Wow. Um so white people, y'all just really ain't shit and um <laughs> Be shit please. Wow. I I can't even ask that of you all, you know? I because I am not checking for y'all niggas. No. I was saying real. on my Instagram story a few days ago, like, um, I forget y'all niggas exist. Like, <laughs> white people and black men, I forget y'all niggas exist until one of y'all niggas do something right. And I'm just like, okay, one of y'all niggas is doing something right. Back to forgetting y'all niggas exist. Um, and that's it. That's just it. That's the black ass bottom line. Oh, thank you. Thank you for joining us for obligatory nonsense. This was way longer than we intended. Yeah. But clearly we need to let off some steam. Amen. And I'm glad that we did. Amen. Also black women the gods, of course. <laughs> Tell me this is not Rolling Martin. You cannot tell me. Oh my! I'm sorry. <laughs> Yo. Oh my god. Oh wow. This is why I need to start watching more black television because why the fuck am I just realizing that this is a thing? <laughs> Y'all, we just. I was just. I, oh my god. Get your get your life together, Jeanette. I, there was something that I needed to say about Roland Martin. And I just, after just simply uttering the name Roland Martin in this sacred space that is the worship studio, okay? The NPR worship studio. This nigga, Dre was like, oh, Miss Juicy? And I'm just like, bitch, what are you, sure, what the fuck are you saying? Um... And he was just like, bitch, you never, you don't know Miss Juicy? And I'm like, no, no, I don't know. Um, so this nigga pulls up oh, a picture of Miss Juicy and is like, niggas be like, uh, Miss Juicy is Roland Martin in a wig. Wow. So then I'm like, yo, some nigga on the oh, internet God. has to have done a side by side of these niggas. Oh, thank you, Jesus. So not only did niggas have a side by side, niggas had an anamorph ass uh, fucking metamorphosis from fucking oh, rolling. God. <laughs> it's a Miss Juicy. Wow. Y'all niggas is really wild on the internet. Oh, this is a blessing. Y'all to niggas me. cannot be trusted. This is a blessing to me. Oh my god. Meanwhile, also, Dre is just sitting with his phone directions turned on for Shake Shack. Sugar Shack. I just realized that. For Sugar Shack. This shit has been on. This. Oh my god. This nigga's been talking about Sugar Shack since yesterday, y'all. Yes, today. So here we are. Last segment. Pay your tithes, nigga. Amen. Um. And today, so this section is a time where we're talking about uh, black femmes and women and um, the needs of black femmes and women and, and hurdles or barriers that are in the way of black women and femmes ability to live their best life. Um, because if it was up to us, we would have been like. Nigga, we would have made, we would have been on Earth 12 by now. Like, we would have created that shit and, like, had had whole ass Earths for our, our families and shit. And it would have been lit. But because 
all y'all other niggas got the resources, we have to navigate around y'all's bullshit a lot of the time. So today in uh, Pay Your Tithes, nigga, I almost called it Black Women the Gods, which is the section, segment rather, in the um, Black Joy mixtape. Shout out to y'all mm-hmm. niggas. I love you, Amber and Jasmine. Amen. Mm-hmm. Amen. Um, today we're going to talk about white women and how addicted and deeply committed they are to taking credit for the work, um, that black femmes and black women so tirelessly commit their lives to doing. Mm -hmm. Mm -hmm. Um, so that's, that's where we're at today. Dre? Yes. Any anytime, mother. Anytime. I'm, so any, I'm sure you were tweeting no, that animal. I did. Oh, absolutely. Oh my <laughs> god, you are fucking trash. Get out. But um anyway, yeah, so um the Me Too movement, um, which um has been gaining a lot of popularity popularity. Eleven years yeah. after it was created by a black women woman. This is what happens. I'm sorry. <laughs> but this is Continue. what happens. To the work of black women and femmes. Mm-hmm. We are not and, and mm, it's it, we yeah. are not allowed to experience the uh reward or the honor of anything until something is highlighted mm-hmm. by someone who is not us. Yeah. Um so Tarana Burke has been doing this work tirelessly, I'm sure underfunded or unfunded for 11 fucking American years. Mm -hmm. And it wasn't until some white actresses decided to use it that all of a sudden, barely, barely this Mm -hmm. black woman gets credit because there's still a lot of people who are using me too and never utter Tarana Burke's name. They don't know. They don't, they They have no clue. No idea. And there's this, sorry. And there's, there's this general assumption that anything that is created is going to be created by a white person. So some people might say, see Tarana Burke and be like, sure, she has blonde hair and blue eyes and whatever. Um, the Again, the links to which white people go to make some shit white. Yeah. Like, yeah. Tarana, bitch? Yeah. That's but a let's white be woman? clear about Tarana. Tarana has... Tarana has African features. She has a big, beautiful nose. She has big, full lips. All of these things that... Hair is always braided. All of that. White people was not going to have that no, shit. No. And like a, a black woman with what we consider quote unquote black features mm-hmm. being the face of it? Hell no. no. Hell no. no. But the thing about it, it always follows this formula. Black women, black folks in general make something. It goes underground for 10, 15 mm. years. It resurfaces with a white face. Mm. That's the formula. It always goes underground. And then we found out We find out later that it, it's been here. It's just that, guess what? A black woman made it, so nobody cared. Yeah. So, But now it's been resurfacing with a white face, and we can talk about it now. Um, so Toronto Burke made this, like you said, 11 years ago. And it's been gaining steam recently. Um, because Alyssa Milano has been tweeting about it mm. and other white women, white actresses. Mm-hmm. Um, so here's the wild thing about it. If y'all know who Rose McGowan is, she's an actress. And um, I didn't before right now. Yeah, she was on Charmed. She was uh, I've never seen the person. Charmed. Charmed is lit. But um, it was the person that um, Marilyn Manson had on at leash at one point. Rose I, McGowan did some wild shit. Oh, uh, I do remember. Yeah, yeah. she was... 
she did some wild shit um, in the name of white feminism. Of course. Um, but recently, I found out that Rose McGowan is getting a TV show. I forgot on what network. It might be E. I don't know because it makes sense. Yeah. Um, based on the Me Too movement, and I looked at that and I was like, "Wow." White women really don't got to do shit. No, nothing. <laughs> nothing. All they got to do is see something, be like, well, I would like that. Make hard eye contact with it, and it's theirs. And it's theirs. They don't have to do anything but desire something, mm. and it's theirs. A black woman made that 11 years ago, and she barely gets recognition for it. Mm. But there's a whole-ass white woman getting a TV show based on it, so she can reap capitalistic rewards off of it. <sighs> White people really be stealing. Right. Like, that's... I feel like it's... it's gen- like, you know how, like, um, it's been said that, you know, black people have genetic memory about, like, trauma yeah. that's happened to yeah. us? I feel like white people have genetic memory about thievery. Like, it's just <laughs> a thing. Like, it's in their and DNA And it's explicitly to taught yeah. to them. <laughs> yes! It's like, yeah, bitch, you, you also have this in your DNA, but we're gonna make yes. sure, nigga, that you got these lessons that we passing down. Yes. And it's just wild how how seamlessly they go into thievery. Yeah. <laughs> it's just so seamless. It's so natural. And they don't see a problem with it. Right. And it's so tiring always trying to explain to white people that, you know, this is an issue. And they and I was having a conversation um, with someone about uh, white feminism. Mm-hmm. And I was saying how white women don't need any type of hard evidence when it comes to um, sexism and misogyny, they're like, it's evident. You see it, da-da-da. But you mentioned racism or misogynoir. They're like, well, I don't I think race is a big that, thing. Um... Right? It's all women. It's not It's not a race thing. Like, how can you... Which one is it, sis? Right. How can you see misogyny so clearly, but when it has a black tint, it's like, girl, what? What are you talking about? Right. It's so wild... <gasps> I don't even know what to say. That, that's all I have. Which is like, so so recently in like the last few days, this story, it's like slowly moving us away from this, so we're going to come back, but mm. um, this story about Aziz Ansari mm-hmm. and, you know, this rape or sexual assault, I, I skimmed the, the article, mm-hmm. um, but recently uh, an anonymous woman came out and talked about the state that she had with Aziz Ansari. By the way, I knew that nigga's uh, not shit story was coming out very soon after I saw pictures that Lena Waits was posting with that nigga posted up like, hey, BFFs for life. I was like, damn nigga, you next as fuck. Um, but like, not in a damn like, oh no, but like a damn like, it's inevitable. Because mm-hmm. um, all these all these niggas is rapists. All these niggas ain't shit. Um, but there's been these discussions about like, well, she only had non, it was only nonverbal cues or nonverbal communication. It was only body language. And I'm like, first of all, if you are a black or brown nigga, you were raised by a black or brown passive aggressive ass black mother. Who at some time in her tired ass life was mad as fuck at your stupid ass. But had to conduct herself with some fucking common sense in public. You knew not to fuck with your mother at that time. She didn't need to say don't fuck with me. Uh-huh. It, 
was very clear. You read it in her body language. Other people read it in her body language. You read it in her nonverbal communication. You read it, bitch. You have a practice that you have been building as the child of a fed up ass black or brown mother (laughs) of reading body language and nonverbal communication. So you're telling me that that learned experience, that lived experience that you have did not translate into your future as an adult, into your future as an adult who has sex and who has intimate um, experiences with other people. You telling me that doesn't translate? Mm. You... And when we're talking about just niggas, like, y'all niggas play spades all the time and talk across the board with your eyes, bitch. You're telling me you don't know nonverbal communication (laughs) when you're having sex? Mm. What? That shit is wild. Mm -hmm. Again, the links Mm -hmm. to which these niggas will go to not... to, To... Um push away their culpability mm-hmm. and their the accountability that they should be holding in these spaces of um, rape, sexual assault, all these things. Anyway, back to black black women and femmes and pay your tithes, nigga, like, and it's wild because, like, the other piece that goes along with um, black women, I mean, white women assuming credit for these things that black uh, femmes and women do is there is a fuck ton of gaslighting that happens um you know when we're talking about the work that black femmes put in on behalf of themselves often because nobody else is doing this shit mm-hmm. on our behalf mm-hmm. and then a white woman takes it and uh you know sterilizes it a little bit and neutralizes it Mm -hmm. because you know we can't have this racial lens on something if me a white woman is taking it because race isn't real and it doesn't exist and it doesn't impact me and i see that a lot um as a fat black femme like in the body positive moment movement like there are so many black women who are doing this important work and all it takes is for a fucking um what's that fat bitch's name that fat white bitch. Anyway, just it takes one fat white bitch with a following on Instagram to like take that idea and be like, no, I didn't take that from you, you fat black femme. Like this is a this is something that uh, benefits all of us, and you should be proud that this thing has taken has gotten legs and taken off. And uh, you know, yes, it's because of you, but it's now for everybody. No, bitch, it was for me because nobody else was doing shit for me. So I want y'all to honor the roots of that because that's important. Making sure that the roots are at, are, are making sure that the roots of the thing, making sure that we are constantly remembering that a black femme did this thing is making sure that we are still, um, still able to protect the fat black femmes or the black femmes or the black women who created it. Mm -hmm. Um, Because without that context, it's very easy, as we see again and again, for people to cut that, those protections of that work off right at black femmes and women. Um, And you know who is the number one and number one partnership with these white bitches on this shit? Tell me. Number one partners. You black niggas. (laughs) So that's all that I had to say there. And there, this was the point at which I had something to say about Roland Martin, but I can't remember it, so it doesn't even matter. But just put Roland Martin's name in there, and you 
you know, choose your own adventure. However, you want to finish that. Miss Juicy ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> Miss Juicy. Miss Juicy, you ain't shit. Yeah. <laughs> no clothes. I don't know the rest. I just know the end. Thank you, Jesus, for bless. I don't know the key. Me. I just wanna praise you forever and For Yes, yes, yes. You've done. Shake that ass, ho. Fool me. Blessings and glory. Blessings from that ass. And honor. In that ass. They all belong that to ass. you. Under that ooh, ass. Ooh. Inside of Thank that ass. you, Jesus. Thank you, God. Thank you, God. For blessing me. Blessing and a blessing and a blessing and a me. Amen. We've made so it to the are. end, saints. We've Amen. made it to the end. We are here. We are here. We are here. Oh, we are here. thank you. Yes, God. We are here. We are here. Thank you. Yes, yes. Yes, 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 God. Oh, I thank you. <laughs> <laughs> Speak on the sides of that, Mike. Speak on all sides of it. Oh, hallelujah. Oh, yes. So, um, here we are yes. at the um, closing remarks. And benediction. Bitch, I <laughs> am done it. I'm done it. Oh, God. So, um... I am so grateful that I am sharing space with you again, yes, my nigga. God. Oh my God, it's been so good. Like Wait. it's, we text each other every day, mm-hmm. but like, there's nothing like being in the same space with this nigga. Yo. Amen. My God. <laughs> so I'm grateful. Um, this was a long ass episode today. Um, my God. But we out here. We yeah. made it through. It my God. Because we could have done this yesterday, and it could have been a heap of trash. It could. <laughs> A whole heap of God. It would have. It, yeah. Mm. Yeah. But God. But um. So I'm just grateful for you and always showing up honest. Um. And then like even when you show up honest, you like bitch. But I can be a little bit more honester. <laughs> okay. I'm gonna be a little bit more honester. Um. So I appreciate that. And um. I'm just so grateful to be starting a year out with one of my favorite niggas. Yes. And like we have some bomb ass attention and attention. Oh. Intentions. Uh, use that time. Use that time. <laughs> um, so we have some bomb ass intentions that like kind of align in some places, and I'm like excited to both be held accountable. Well, I'm placing that on you. <laughs> Y'all don't don't place accountability Jesus. on a nigga that didn't ask for it. Anyway, I'm excited to see you grow in that way, and also Thank excited you. for me too as well. Um. Yeah, so we out here, nigga. I'm smelling chicken wings. I don't know why. Like that was. It's my feet. (laughs) (laughs) Oh, thank you. Yes, nigga. I am very grateful that we back, yo. Yeah. We back talking Mm -hmm. shit. You know, just sharing our lives. I'm so grateful for this. Um, I'm grateful in particular the the one point you were talking about with um, you know, being with a partner who. Like you can, you can let that tension go, because mm-hmm. just in general, just outside of just sex, being with someone who you can just not have to worry about being on. Mm. Yes. Ugh. 
Oh it's my god! So, and that doesn't even have to be in romantic relationships. No. It could be in any relationship where you just don't have to worry about being anything but yourself, and that being received and celebrated. Yes. Um, nigga, more of that in 2018. Come just on, only yeah. that. How about Come that? On. Because celebration is all I want, nigga. I don't want toler. I don't want. I'm gonna say toleration. Yeah. Is that a word? <laughs> In this dancery. It's a fucking word. Don't want no toleration in this dancery, damn it. Fuck out. I don't want a celebration. Yes. Yes. So, yeah. so fucking real. Like, I'm, I'm, no, don't tolerate me, nigga. Don't. I don't want you to tolerate me. No, bye. Celebrate Mm. this shit. I bring Mm. so much. Celebrate it. Wow. Celebrate it. I'm going to connect you and drawstring because maybe, maybe y'all niggas need to be dating. Wow. Oh, God. Wow. All my niggas need to be dating. <laughs> that is a conclusion that I have, like, from throughout my life. Amen. Um, so amen thank you for that those affirming words um i just picked a quote real actually i didn't pick it you picked it unbeknownst to you but i'm gonna just reiterate it one time all right um if you are silent about your pain bitch Mm. add it if you are fucking silent about your pain that these white niggas is out here placing in your life that these cis head ass niggas is placing in your life. That these white men are out here placing in your life. If you are silent about that pain. And the onus should not be on us. But because nobody fucking else is saying a goddamn anything ever. If you are silent about your pain. They will kill you. And say you enjoyed it. So don't let them niggas kill you. Please don't. Say this is enough. This is enough, and this is what it is. And walk into your celebration and out of your toleration. Amen. You're gonna be praying. So go ahead. Oh man. Yes, okay. Wow. My opening prayer for the year. Wow. Wow. Set wow. the tone, nigga. Set wow. the tone for the year. Mm. Whoo. Wow, I wish we would have talked about this it before is, it now. Is all but here right. we are. Candid. Mm, yeah. Yes. Universe, God, all my niggas out here that are conspiring with me on behalf um, of my greatest good and the greatest good that I can put out into the world. Um, I, both of us come to you because I'm drawing. Dre into this motherfucking prayer yes, that he just assigned to me. <laughs> Be also ready. Come yes, on. God. Hmm. Uh, we come to you today um, to seek your guiding, um, your graces and, and guidance um, of this world that is kind of new to us. Mm-hmm. We know a few of the back roads and things like that, but we also know that we have ancestors have traveled near and far may travel to other galaxies bitch we don't know um but these niggas was out here and they have conquered all of it um and they found celebration outside of toleration and all of it um and we want to continue that legacy um this year in 2018 we want to make sure that in 2018 we are honoring um 
whatever thus saith our spirit mm. um and um making sure that we are putting a damper on any things that feel like the nice thing to do um if it overrides what our spirit says we need or need to do um we want to get away from doing the thing that feels um like burden and move into the thing that feels um like a freeing like a loosing of shackles come on churchiness um we want to move in a way that allows us um to clear the path um for what it is that we are here to do Mm. whatever that thing is um that we are here to do our thing um and not uh, waste time or spend time on trying to figure out why our thing is not our best friend's thing, um, why uh, the thing that every else everyone else wants for us is not our thing, mm. though it seems like a thing that could be. Um, we just want to honor that there is a very clear and very strategic and very important and very liberating and very powerful reason that we're here. Mm. And it is our job to figure out what the fuck that bitch is. And it's not easy work, um, but it is important work. Um, so I pray that all of the forces that are conspiring on our behalf, um, for our good, um, for our liberation, our freedom, our joy, um, our pleasure, assist us and guide us in whatever way um, that they see fit. Um, to ensure that we can continue this legacy of liberation and of black liberation and black joy and and black queer fat churchy fullness um, and bigness never shirking um, in this world that that insists us um, to be shrinking mm. um, we will not abide it um, so I thank all of the sources that are again conspiring um with us um this year to make it the littest fucking time ever a lit ass fucking time of celebration only um and all your names we pray a man a woman a everybody. Hey. Glory. No toleration in this dancery shall prosper. Nigga, we about to go get as many smallest donuts as our body can stand right now. I'm not washing a single armpit or under not one titty. I'm gonna go get these donuts. Be blessed, y'all. Amen.
Anyway, I feel a little better than I feel so now. Okay, y'all, I feel a little bit better. I feel all right now. All right, yeah. I feel.